All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Thank you again, Mr. Mann. Welcome again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. He's the managing partner there, and for the next half hour, we're talking about investing in the stock market, the way they treat their clients at the AKW Group, investing their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios of their own custom design. If you have any questions about the market or about the, how the AKW Group works and could work for you, call us anytime this half hour, 330-673-1234, and on WNR.com. It's a toll-free if you need it, 800 6694 100. Well, once again, the market uh, was a bumpy ride last week, but we uh, set the records on the S&P and the Dow by the time the week closed. This is getting to be a wild scenario. <laughs> it really is, Bob. The, the stock market powered through a host of uh, a lot of negative supply chain commentary. Um, investors definitely have bid it up. The, really, stocks across the board, you know, value, growth, large cap, small cap. Uh, we continue to see the, the stock market you know, right, rise and, and to continue to scale that wall worry. Um, so last week we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average close up 382 points, a 1.1% rise. We're at 16.6% year-to-date. Uh, the S&P 500 index was up 73 points for the week, up 1.6%. And year-to-date, 21%, Bob. Um, the NASDAQ was up 192 points last week a 1.3% rise, and we sit at 17.1% on that NASDAQ index. And the Russell 2000, which we talk about, is the measure of those small and mid-cap stocks, uh, up 25 points, 1.1% for the week, and sitting at 16% year-to-date. And as we've said, you know, really since the bottom of the pandemic, you know, these types of returns are not common. Um, You know, the market has uh, definitely been on a a really nice upward movement. Um, I think since the bottom, uh, March 23rd of 2020, that's about a 93% increase uh, overall. If, if you're looking at the S&P 500 index, so just some really good results. Again, still a lot of commentary out there that we wouldn't worry. Headwinds that we have to kind of battle through, but overall feeling pretty good here uh, as we work our way through October. Now, the market's doing so well. We're heading toward the end of the year now in the fourth quarter. What are the kind of key factors you see in the market as we end 2021 and get into 2022? Yeah, Bob, right now we're in earnings season. So, of course, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of reality results. Like you said, there was a lot of commentary last week about supply chain issues. I mean, that's top of news. I mean, companies like Procter & Gamble, Intel, Honeywell, uh, even Snap, uh, you know, all cited supply chain issues and in their uh, earnings 
uh, reports and commentary coming out of the company. Uh, we definitely see inflation expectations continue to rise. Again, inflation is something that's real. And, uh, you know, as we said, Jerome Powell and the, and the Federal Reserve, you know, has really kind of given us the commentary this was transitory, that we'd work through a lot of this. But it seems like some of these issues are starting to make it a little less transitory, a little bit more sticky. Um, so, again, we see those supply chain issues that are universal. We, we see labor shortages that continue to be out there. Uh, definitely some commodity inflation and also some home, you know, here domestic wage inflation. Uh, these, these things are a little bit more sticky, and, and I think they're they're going to have a, a little lasting impact. So we continue to think through that. Um, you know, Federal Reserve is kind of with their backs against the wall, knowing that they need to fight inflation. But, you know, anything they do with interest rate rises or bond purchase tapering is definitely going to send some messages to Wall Street and some concerns about the monetary support that's really been key to the advancement of these markets. And then uh, there's a lot of questions surrounding Congress and, and politics, as there seems to have been for some time now, you know, much more in the, in the center of the news. We have the trillion-dollar stimulus package that's there for the taking, but, uh, you know, a lot of bickering and fighting going on, and it seems like the Social infrastructure is tempered down a little bit from the you know three point five trillion dollars, maybe maybe more in the range of one point seven trillion. But and we also are going to kind of back up against the December third, uh, you know, just debt ceiling again. So you know a lot of political issues uh, that kind of you know back up here towards the end of the year, heading into two thousand and twenty one. Of course, you have the midterm elections next year, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how all these things play out as we move forward. Now, last week, uh, something that two years ago we didn't even know about, uh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Last week, the Bitcoin Exchange Traded Fund pushed the price of a coin, $66,000, for a Bitcoin. Now, investors are, are starting to look at this and uh, be uh, have interest captured by this cryptocurrency deal. Uh, how are you feeling about cryptocurrency for your investors? Yeah, but we're we're still you know a little bit cautious for our client base. However, you know I, I think maybe everyone has underestimated the demand uh, for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. You know the exchange traded fund that you mentioned. Uh, it and again it was trading on future prices, futures, which is a little bit different than actually owning the the coins themselves. But it, you know we saw a billion dollars come into this exchange-traded funds in two days. I mean, that's unprecedented. You know, that's the fastest-growing uh, funds flowing into any exchange-traded fund that's being created. And uh, we we knew that there were some serious Bitcoin uh, and, and cryptocurrency investors out there, and they tended to be a little bit more younger in the dynamic. But I think there are a lot of older investors looking at maybe having this in their portfolios as a hedge, um, you know, a, a portion of their portfolio and something that's a little bit of an alternative asset. And as these exchange-traded funds continue to develop, it's going to make it a lot easier for investors to do that. Um, you know, you don't have to run off to Coinbase or Robinhood or BlockFi to open up a crypto account. You know, if you can do it right in your own account that you have, it, it surely becomes a little bit more mainstream. So very interesting. Again, I'm looking at it more from the supply-demand issue and just the asset allocation issue and how many people are really, you know, flocking to this asset class. Um, still a little bit of hesitancy for me. I, I'm not sure it fits for a lot of our client base. As I said, but we have a lot of serious investors that 
you know, worked their whole lives for the monies that they have and a little bit older in the demographics. But, uh, you know, something we got to pay attention to and continue to consider as it becomes a little bit more mainstream. Do you think cryptocurrency will eventually be uh, an investment like uh, like investing in gold or silver, sort of a, a hedge at the top of the investment period for, for some folks? I think that's a good way to look at it, Bob. I think it is a hedge. I, I think, you know, and that's the way a lot of people are looking at it. And as we said, since cash and money market offer no real returns, um, you know, people are looking for other ways to invest money. We talked about this trillions and trillions of dollars that's on the sidelines sitting in money markets that's earning nothing. And, uh, you know, when a lot of people are hesitant with the stock market being at higher valuations. So it just makes sense that investors are looking for other ways to put money to work. And, and crypto then becomes a little bit more of, a, of, of an interest for a lot of investors. Talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania about stocks investing in more. Uh, Trends and Insights, part of that part of the program, we talked to Walt about the research he's been doing. There's tons of research he's been doing for over 30 years every single day. And he's got some ideas of some of the things he picked out last week that uh, at some point may have an impact on the market. One of those is a report from the Wall Street Journal that reports that across the world, girls are actually suffering uh, nervous disorders, uh, Tourette's syndrome, uh, tics, because they spend too much time on TikTok. Uh, uh, I, I, again, this is all kind of an unusual uh, world for many of us, but uh, from your standpoint, what do you think about this and the impacts of both uh, TikTok and just the whole COVID anxiety deal on, on depression? Yeah, Bob, I mean, it's it's real, you know. I mean, it's probably one of the most impactful things that we've ever experienced in humanity, you know. I mean, COVID has had lasting effects. It, it definitely has impacted the social dynamic and the development of children and, and younger girls and, and younger boys. And, you know, it's a, it was an interesting article. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't help but just kind of smile thinking about it, but then you think about the seriousness of it, and it's it's, it's probably real that, you know, uh, so many people are spending way too much time on these social media, you know, media applications. You, you tie in issues like depression and anxiety and, and other issues, and you probably do have some outcomes that, you know, people don't really think about, and uh, the article, you know, made me really step back and think it. It makes us think about, you know, uh, companies out there that are working on anxiety and depression, uh, you know, types of, uh, you know, solutions and also trying to create a better social world, a world of more humanity that, you know, maybe doesn't create some of these issues for for our younger population. So uh, something definitely to think about. Another issue in the world of environment and the new wave of, of uh, electric uh, electricity is being a, our power source. Uh, one of the drawbacks of the uh, batteries today for the cars and the big batteries they're using are the fact that they are made of uh, some very rare elements and uh, almost like, a, like the radioactivity from a power plant. They're very hard to recycle. Uh, researchers from Brown University and also the University of Maryland are working on what they call a greener battery. What kind of impact would that have on this, uh, this uh, surge toward electrification? I think it would be big, Bob, and, and it was an interesting, it came out of the journal Nature. Um, scientists have found promising results from a solid ion conductor uh, blended with copper uh, cellulose nanofibers that come from wood. Uh, so actually looking at, uh, you know, much uh, something more natural um, that you know would would be a little bit more environmental friendly as far as these batteries that we're going to be creating. So, 
Yeah, the you know, the world of business does connect into the world of research a lot of times at these universities and you know, following some of these reports that are going on might lead you to investment ideas uh, that uh, come to fruition down the road. Time now for our Stock Talk segment of the program with Walt Secure, again of the AKW Group, the time when you could call up and ask Walt about any particular stock or issue that you're interested in, whether you want to buy it, uh, sell it, hold it, or just kind of curious, uh, give Walt a call right now at 330-673-1234 and ask him about it. He's got access to information about many, many issues out there, whether he owns them or not in his portfolio, so he can tell you about that and let you know if you might have some good questions about it. 330-673-1234, and once again, toll free if you need it on WNR.com, 800-669-4100. As I mentioned earlier, Walt, this is earnings season. For the end of the year, what are you seeing in earnings overall right now? Well, Bob, we see about 23% of the S&P 500, and, and again, you can just use that as a proxy across the market. Um, reporting, uh, overall, earnings reports are coming in a little bit better than expected, you know, kind of in line and, and a little better than expected, which is good. It shows that companies, even in light of a lot of these difficult issues, are still reporting pretty well, and, and that's important. Uh, to support the valuations and, and the future progress of the stock market. Now, one of the companies we already mentioned, the social media company Snap, reported last week, and their stock dropped over $22, down 28% for the week after they reported their earnings. Now, Snap is not a stock that you own, but what do you see in this report could, could come back other technology stocks in those social media companies? Bob, it's fascinating because the report was super strong. Um, their sales were up 57%. They did a billion dollars over, uh, 670, so million the year prior. They had a 999% earnings increase. I mean, the earnings were great, you know, and, and the report was good. But, uh, some of the comments that came out from the company, uh, you know, one of them was supply chain issues and, other one was this culprit, um, Apple's decision to implement their app tracking transparency changes. So Apple, you know, a while back decided that, you know, with any iPhone user, you have to, you know, be aware of any app has to make people aware of there's tracking features in there or advertising issues and people can opt out of these. And it, and it had a significant impact on Snap, which really sent a lot of the uh, technology stocks, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, trade desk. A lot of these companies fell last week because uh, they might be underestimating the impact of of this app tracking uh, transparency. Uh, I think initially they thought it was kind of a non-event. Now I think they'll work through this because there's going to be a lot of pressure going back to Apple from all these companies saying, "Hey, wait a minute! You know, you're really changing uh, the dynamics of our business." But uh, it's interesting how some of these technologies really tie together. Um, and you have to think about them, you know, in, in, in relation to each other at times. Also last week, Tesla, the electric car company, they are not all holding in their core equity portfolio, of course, but they reported earnings, seeing their stock jump over $900 a share, up more than $66 for the week, 7.9%. So Wall Street obviously liked what they were seeing from Tesla. <laughs> they definitely do, Bob. Um, you know, one of the biggest drivers of valuation is car sales, and yeah, you know, they continue to impress operating profits. Of course, you know, soared about 150 percent uh, for the quarter. Sales were up 57 uh, percent, and you know that the growth was driven by a 73 percent increase in vehicles delivered. So again, the 
the street, as you as you look out there, a lot of the estimates are, you know, the variations and what what kind of price you can expect from Tesla is really what they can deliver, and they continue to uh, exceed expectations. So, uh, you know, over the next five seven years, you know, this company can continue to to surprise. I mean, valuations, uh, you know, can be debated, but uh, we've seen a really nice movement in the stock, uh, trading over nine hundred dollars a share now, and. Uh, you know, again, a great technology company, one that uh, we do own in our core equity portfolio. Another big company we all heard of, Netflix, reported earnings last week that were pretty good. And the uh, stock uh, sold off on Wednesday after a strong earnings report that they issued. And uh, you had taken that opportunity to, to buy Netflix back again for your empowering women portfolio. What made you decide to do that? Well, Bob, you know, we, we always liked Netflix. Um, it, you know, I think from my perspective, uh, the story was a little bit under question. I think they found ways to uh, really improve the growth profile. Um, you know, their offering of the 4K packages and, and the HD packages and, you know, kind of a little bit of uh, price premium for some of the, you know, availability of some of this content. Uh, they continue to be a, an amazing content developer, you know, as far as the, the way the company goes into the future. I think they have a really good handle on international content and growth potential. Uh, so again, showing, showing their sales report up 16% in, in revenue and 83% in earnings, uh, this late in the cycle, they continue to show subscriber growth. And, uh, you know, as far as for us in, in the empowering women portfolio, this is a very balanced company. I mean, they, across all leadership issues, uh, women have a very big stake in the company near 50%. So, it was an easy addition back into that portfolio for us uh, with the results that they're posting at the current time. Once again, we're talking about stocks, and you can too, with Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, 330-673-1234. With any questions you have about any stock that you'd like to know about, whether you own it, want to buy it, or just want to know more information about it, 330-673-1234 right now to talk to Walt Secure. Another stock. We talk about uh, one of our frequent callers, Ken, uh, calls the Crocs company the maker of gummy shoes. Well, they reported earnings last week. Uh, Crocs is a long-term hold in your small to mid-cap portfolio. But the report apparently uh, was not well received as their stock dropped to $135 a share from $163 just about a month ago in September. Now, do you get kind of panicky when you see a stock start to drop like that? I don't, Bob. You know, midweek, you're right, the stock did drop, um, and then it, it moved right back up. You know, we're, we're back at 149 at the end of the week. Um, earnings were solid. Uh, revenue was up 73%. Uh, they did $625 million over $361 million the, the quarter uh, prior, the year prior to the quarter. Uh, and they did 163% earnings increase. So very, very powerful numbers. Uh, looking out over the next two years, we still see significant increase. The company is very bullish uh, as far as the, the sales projections that they believe they can they can get to. Um, this was a big turnaround story. I mean, you know, the the, the uh, Croc shoes kind of uh, had start to the fad had died down in 2007. I think you know management has done an amazing job revitalizing the brand, uh, looking at the international potential. Uh, as we talked about, you know, celebrity endorsements, celebrity-type uh, uh, shoes, you know, they become a little bit of a collector's items. They figured out a way to personalize the clogs with these gibbets charms, uh, which, uh, you know, lead to self-expression and uniqueness, which a lot of people like. And 
uh, when you look at some of the areas uh, in the world like China where they, they have a lot of growth potential. So, uh, again, we see Crocs as uh, one of those stories that it doesn't seem like it would be a super powerful company, but uh, right now the, the financial power is there. The valuation still seems very attractive, and um, you know, a little bit of a stock sell-off for us does not uh, impact our, our viewpoint. You know, a stock price, I think, Bob, is, is something that people obsess about, and you know, they worry about it too much and sometimes make decisions off of it. You know, stock price is just a vote. It's just you know, it, it has no weight to it in the short run. It's just a vote of how people feel. It's one perception trading to somebody else's perception. But, you know, over the long run, what's going to matter is economic reality, uh, revenue, profits, you know, how company rewards the shareholders if they have products that create value and people want them. Um, that will drive stock price. You know, stock price in the short term on any given day can be anybody's feelings, emotions, uh, you know, somebody moving in and out of a security. But, you know, for us, we continue to focus on the weight of the stock, and, and that goes back to the economic realities of what really matters. Uh, two other stocks in your Powering Women portfolio are PayPal and Pinterest. Now, both of those stocks had some news last week. Uh, one found the news favorable. The other found the news not so favorable. What is happening with the PayPal and Pinterest? Now, there is a report that came out, Bob, that said that, PayPal was interested um, in purchasing Pinterest, which was uh, kind of an interesting, um, you know, uh, development. Um, I guess, you know, we, we kind of look at it from a lot of different perspectives. It does make sense uh, from the perspective of, you know, Pinterest is a integrated e-commerce social platform and, you know, combining talents with the, the technology and the payment ability uh, collection of PayPal, the, the technological savvy, you know, creates a really interesting dynamic. Uh, obviously, Pinterest moved higher on the announcement, um, thinking that, uh, you know, the stock may be purchased, uh, you know, above the $70 mark, and uh, PayPal fell a little bit on the announcement. Um, it, you know, the acquirer a lot of times has to pay for the acquisition, which would create a little bit of weakness in, in the stock price. But, uh, again, this is just, you know, came out off of Bloomberg uh, news, and it just it, nothing is official. Uh, but it does make, uh, you know, for an interesting story. Uh, the company Pinterest was, uh, about a, year, a half a year ago, uh, mentioned that Microsoft was interested in a takeover. But uh, out of that, uh, the Financial Times article, it said that, you know, Pinterest management wasn't really interested because they didn't really see the technological advancement that Microsoft would bring to the table, so a lot more interest maybe from the PayPal acquisition. So we'll have to follow the story and see what happens. Um, again, you know, just uh, very interesting, and it shows the changing nature of technology and, you know, how these companies sometimes come together to, uh, you, know, great, you know, create a bigger, more powerful company over time. Let's uh, take some calls now for a KW Group boss, Walt Sokera, UNWNIR. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, I guess I missed out on the uh, gummy bear shoes. <laughs> hey, well, how do you think? Uh, I'm looking back at my corporate career in the '60s and '70s, and we had a dress code. We had to have three-piece suit, pinstripe. Cars had to be uh, dark brown or blue or black, and uh, and the company cars were blue. And you had a short hair. You had to look like a marine or uh, a young Amish boy. And I wondered uh, today if any of these. They couldn't get a job, some of these guys I see on the street. 
No, you couldn't have tattoos, piercing, or anything. You had to look so clean cut, or you couldn't get a job, or you couldn't really get any promotions or anything. You wouldn't go anywhere unless you had, you fit this you fit this mold. But I was thinking about a pair of gummy bear shoes with the three piece suit would be pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> Well, Ken, if you ever want to come in the office, I'll grab my cracks for you and put them on. You can see how it looks with a suit. How's that? Oh, wow. That would be, that'd, be a, that'd be something to look at. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have any, but I, I could buy a pair for you. There you go. I wondered, uh, I guess when uh, Jamie Diamond, the head of uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and Carl Icahn, Icahn Enterprises, say to go all in on uh, Bitcoin, I'd probably get more excited. I, I, but... Uh, what about hydrogen? If you, uh, Toyota, come out with a car that runs on water and mm-hmm. uh, went a thousand miles on a gallon of hydrogen, I guess they converted. It's way above my. Uh, I had to take remedial math and remedial English to get in Kent State in uh, 1969. So I, my my uh, IQ level doesn't comprehend running a car on water. However, if you guys. Uh, looked into these hydrogen things is there is there something called plug power or some companies that are playing on that uh, yeah definitely hydrogen is definitely an alternative energy source that you know is a lot of people are excited about and uh, I, I didn't see that specific report on that the the car you know traveling that that distance but yeah I think Ken you know what we're going to see is a continued move towards green energy and you know anything that proof of concept and if, if companies get behind it uh, you need you need a catalyst, you know, an innovator. I mean, I think Tesla was kind of that for the electric car. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if, if it comes mainstream and there's a catalyst, it, it could definitely pick up steam. Okay, real good. Well, you guys have a good week. You too. Thank you. Now, and of course, we'll give the Robert W. Baird Company. He's affiliated with the AKW Group to give them worldwide coverage in many of these issues we talk about. Locally, they do things like uh, financial planning, estate plan reviews, uh, retirement planning, and more. And speaking about uh, what they do for their clients and the public, uh, you got a class coming up in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, Tuesday, entitled Investing Beyond the Noise. So what, the, what is this class about, and uh, are you going to have more like this in the next year? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, taking some of the issues we talk about here every week on the radio show and expanding them and giving uh, people a chance to come face-to-face and really ask even tougher questions and get a little bit deeper, you know, into the way that we, we talk about things. So uh, we're excited to see how it goes on Tuesday. We're definitely looking for a date here before the end of the year to have one in the listening area uh, here, at, you know, in, in the Northeast Ohio area. And, and, again, you know, we continue to have uh, ideas for events going into next year. I think uh, hopefully the pandemic will get behind us and we'll be able to, you know, get out there and see more people face-to-face. It's still my preferable way to, to communicate with people, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens as, as time evolves. Now, for those who are still hesitant because of the pandemic or health concerns or other or, or physical immobility to get around, what about uh, more virtual events uh, with things a lot like Zoom and its compatriots to have have these uh, for the for the folks? Yeah, I think that's a good idea, Bob. We see a lot of uh, you know advisors out there and firms offering more virtual type of events. Um, it's something we haven't done yet, but. Uh, our group continues to talk about it, and, you know, I think we could pull that off and do it in a positive way. So there might be some announcements of us having Zoom events, uh, you know, in the near future. Now, if you want to find out about these things to keep on top, you can go to the AKW Group website at akwgroup.rwbaird.com. 
It's B-A-I-R-D-R-W-Bear.com. That's their website, akwgroup.rwbear.com. We can call the office locally in Fairlawn. Ask for Abby or Allison at 234-466-7476. For information about things going on in the in the Washington, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area office, you can call Sue Marshall and her team over there at 412-480-5090. 412 5090. Now, I think the retirement plan that you have, I think, is what, one or two more classes left uh, for that to go in, Kent? We do, Bob. We have the Rejuvenate Your Retirement. <clears throat> we got some dates here at the end of October and in November. So, again, if anybody has interest, make sure they give Abby or Allison a call. Once again, the number in Fairlawn and Akron, 234-466-7476 for the AKW Group, 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six Walt Secura and his team. Well, you can't hardly predict what's going to happen one week to another, but I'm going to put you kind of on the, on the line here to see what you expect for next week in the market as we uh, get into the final week of October. Yeah, Bob, a lot of earnings reports but next week. Facebook, Microsoft, Starbucks, Amazon, Apple, uh, Abby. So we'll, we'll be watching a lot of those reports as well as the economic data that's important and, uh, you know, all these supply chain issues and so forth. We're going to continue to stay on top of things. Once again, Walt Secure with the AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476. When you call him, tell him you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. I'm Bob Lewis. Talk to you next week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. AbbVie Inc., symbol ABBV. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Crocs Inc., symbol CROX. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. JP Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Netflix, Inc., symbol NFLX. PayPal Holdings, Inc., symbol PYPL. Pinterest, Inc., symbol PINS. Snap, Inc., symbol SNAP. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. Toyota Motor Corporation, symbol TM. The Trade Desk, Inc., symbol TTD. And Twitter, Inc., symbol TWTR. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from J.P. Morgan Chase and Company in the past 12 months. And also, in addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company for non-investment banking-related services in the past 12 months. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risk, charges, and expenses of each fund carefully before investing. This and other information is found in the prospectus and summary prospectus. For a prospectus or summary prospectus, contact Baird directly at 866-442-2473. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing.